Life Management Science Labs would like to acknowledge that we live and produce this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands of our listeners and our international colleagues. We'd like to thank and pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Hello everyone and welcome to Work in Progress, the personal productivity science insights podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We are champions of life management science, providing structured insights informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. Let's get started. Hi guys and welcome back. I am your host Tia Hama and today I am here with Lou Noor, colleague and host of LMS podcast Zero Boost and Doing Well. In today's episode we're talking about self-discipline and how it affects our personal productivity. So let's get started. Hi Lou, how are you? Hi Tia, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, not, don't don't mention it. It's <laughs> it's been it. it's been interesting mm. of a morning yes. that we've had. So our listeners can relate. Yep. Uh, we've had yeah, probably the the, the funnest uh, start to the recording. So I'm hoping it will go well. <laughs> I'm really glad to be here. I've been dying to talk about this topic for the past two hours, but we've sorted out so many things in between. So <laughs> let's do it. Yes, so excited. <laughs> so before we dive into it, we're gonna get to know Lou a little bit better so we're going to do some get to know the guest questions so this is where i ask lou about things that aren't entirely related to the topic um but it's just to know her a little bit better if you haven't listened to her other shows go do that um oh but before i do that i have to let you introduce yourself (laughs) (laughs) but how about we actually know who lou is just on like a very foundational level um okay so how did you do that end up here what do you do what's your job uh okay well i think i would be a really good person to talk about productivity actually because I have three hats that I'm currently wearing at my job. Um, being a the podcast host is one <laughs> of them. It's really fun to do podcasts. I really love it. But um, for for people that meet me for the first time, I find it hard to explain what I do for yeah. a living because it's kind of this amalgamation of like different things. Because I also do operations and I had the multimedia department. And if I'm very honest, it's kind of hard to juggle three different roles. I don't recommend it, <laughs> but, <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> uh, but I have to, you know, obviously make the most of my productivities to make sure I don't forget about any of the things that I'm doing. And, and wearing different hats is kind of fun for me as well, because I get bored easily. Feel so if I get to switch things up, you know, like I would be uh, more fulfilled. I, I mean, a little bit about me for listeners who just don't know who this person is, apart from the fact that she's hosting <laughs> the podcast. Um, I moved to Melbourne from Hanoi, um, <laughs> Vietnam in 2018. It's been five years, over five years um, now. And um, I've chosen Melbourne as my second home, my forever home. And uh, it's been a journey. I started out studying project management and um, I did a lot of different projects, which is why I got into operations because they're kind of related. Yeah. And um, yeah, like... If, I mean, for me, I just really, I love being productive in my day and in my work and at uni. You know, I remember my uni days, I was super productive. I just did so many things at the same time. 
I had the best time. And in fact, I've been considering going back to uni because it, oh, really? you know, it makes me really productive. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going right. to do, even if it's just for a diploma <laughs> yeah. or like a certificate. I, I think it would be really good for me to do so. Because the other day I was actually interviewing one of my guests and she was saying, you know, you get old the second you start, you stop learning. Yeah. And that hits really so hard true. because I feel like recently I feel old. Um, and oh. that's not to like, you know, that's not to discount anybody else's age or anything like that. It's just my personal yeah. feeling. Because when I say this to my mom, she's like, you're yeah. old. <laughs> Come on. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? Like, how are you old? Um, I know I'm not old, but the feeling, right, when when you get, when you don't do as much is you feel mm. old. Because, I mean, you're a student now, you would yeah. know. You do so many different things and you just go and meet new people, do all these stuff and that makes you feel young because you learn so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. right. And for me, like at the moment, I don't feel like I'm still learning a lot at my job, but I feel like the joy of learning is not there anymore yeah. because, you know, like I'm still learning a lot of things through my friends and with my friends. But I guess a big part of me is still asking for more, um, you know, so just just to learn more in, in, in essence. So that's kind of like the interesting part since we're talking about productivity. Yes. So I think it's, you know, it's it's a fun area to discover. And also I feel like um, a very big factor in that, uh, which I think we're going to talk about today later anyway, is um, obviously the self-discipline yeah. aspect that you're going to have to, huge. you know, just get out of yourself. It's huge, right? And for me, I'm the perfect person to talk about this because I've been str- struggling with it. So I'm not an expert, mm. but I can share how I've been able to conquer it so far like I feel like I'm in a much better place right now and um, yeah I'll share my stories when we talk about self-discipline but yeah that's a little bit about me well thank you so much we're so excited to have you here yeah Lou is so multifaceted and just like just for like the year and a bit that I've known her she's just like such a blitz like I never see her like there's nothing she can't do. It's really insane. Aww, um, she's that's so such, sweet like, of you. Such Dang. a mum, and not in like that. Not in like a <laughs> any kind of negative way, but just in like she can do everything in the same way that like you perceive that your mum can do everything. Like my mum can do everything. Yeah. It's like Aww. when we look at Lou, we're Aww. like she could do everything. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Aww. So now we can actually get into the questions that I mentioned before. All right, let's do like, it. Let's I jumped the gun let's there. Um, <laughs> all right. So first, let's talk about books. Now I know Lou reads because she recommends books. She talks about them all the time. She talks so much about like what she's learned in her books. Um, what are you reading at the moment? And what's something that you have loved uh, reading? Well, I mean, I'm currently reading multiple books at the same yeah, time. Yes. So I'm reading, I mean, I think I mentioned this the last time we talked, still reading those two books, Leaders Eat Last mm. and Why Has Nobody Told Me This Before? And they are really good reads. But today I want to talk about I've, I've prepared. Yes. <laughs> I have made my preparation. I want to talk about this one. So this is my uh, recent okay. read. Uh, I think I finished it end of 2022. Uh, it's called The Courage to be Disliked. And there's a bit of my <laughs> kombucha on there. Apologies. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is by the Japanese author authors, um, Ishiro Kishimi and Fumitaki Koga. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that correctly. But um, I really love it because, I mean, it is categorized as self-help but to me like it's been interesting to kind of find books that I would enjoy reading that tell me stories while telling me lessons yeah, I love and that. I think this is one of those yeah. yeah so this is one of those because normally you would 
read a book about like self-help. Um, the current one I'm reading, why has nobody told me this before? It's very like theoretical yeah. as well. It's, it's kind of like chapters and you have like a list of things that you need to know, which is really nice. I really like the way that it's structured, but I, I'm also a big fan of stories. Mm. I love the storytelling aspect of it. And in this book, it's, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but it's basically like a story, like a conversation. And um, I just, I'm amazed by how this these authors can turn a conversation into life yeah. lessons because you need to pay attention to kind of to what they're talking yeah. about. Um, so the title says it all, right? The courage to be disliked. So it's kind of like you, you're living your life for, for yourself. Yeah. And that's the key aspect of it. I don't think anyone is not familiar with this concept at this point because it's been talked about quite mm -hmm. a bit. And I think for me, when I read that book, it was kind of like a reminder that whatever I want to pursue, I can make that happen. It's just a matter of knowing what I want in the first yeah. place. And genuinely, if anyone dislikes me in the process or, you know, if I uh, make people unhappy or displeased, then that's okay because it's a sign of whether we are compatible, you know, whether it be friendships, family, other relationships. Yeah. Um, and there's so much more to the book. Like that's just one facet that I particularly enjoy that I picked up from it. But I think different people, you know, when they read it, they will, they will think of different aspects that come from yeah. the book. So cool. that's the one. Oh, yeah. I like it. I definitely want to give it a read. It sounds really interesting. Um, okay, let's talk about movies. Are you like more of a movie or TV person? I am both, to okay. be honest. I would switch from one to the other depending on my um, availability. So if I, you know, if I feel like, okay, I might have a bit more time um, in this particular period, I'm going to dedicate myself to a new show. I'll do that. Otherwise, I'll probably do a movie, you know, every other day or so. Sometimes I do that just yeah. over dinner. You know, like it's really nice to kind of wind down. And I feel like uh, watching TV show, you kind of have to like keep going mm -hmm. with it. But anyways, the movie I want to talk about, and yeah. this is like very timely, a huge shout out to the cast and the producer and everyone from everything everywhere yeah. all at once because they won Oscars. <laughs> yeah. Man, they, they deserve they it. So, I, I mean, so much. They like, won. Oh yeah. Goodness. Yeah. Honestly, like when I saw the speeches that, that they made, um, me, me coming from an Asian country, from an Asian background, you seeing people like me yeah. winning the Oscars, that's gonna say something. 100%. You know, I think it's about oh, time. one hundred percent. It's about it's about damn it time. Is about you know, like damn it's time. Like it's been long I enough. I couldn't believe that when I read yeah. that, and that Michelle Yeoh is the first like Asian to win Best Actress. I was just like, I that's I know. insane. Like it's are you kidding me? Right? Yeah, yeah. But she deserved it. I know. Like, she is yeah. so incredible. When you look at what she's done, she's. So amazing. Yeah. And just like all the rest of the yeah. cast and just the film and just, oh, so amazing. I know. It was it was so hilarious, but it's just so touching on so many different levels. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, like I watched that a while ago, but I still remember it because it's so dang hilarious and it's just so good. But yeah, I think it's kind of it's kind of like similar to the concept of the book that I was talking about before as well. I mean, like, obviously it's not the exact same thing, but you can relate to it how you want to yeah. relate to it. And I feel like that's just life. And yeah, your life can play out in, in multiple different ways. Because when I watched the movie, like each of each person will take something with them, right? So when I watched the movie, what I took with me is 
there might be multiple other loops in multiple other universes. And this is the universe yeah. I'm in. So how do I want to make the most of it? You know, what is what does this mean for me? So, yeah, I just I just love it and just really want to talk about that today, especially because they won Oscars. Yeah, so, won them yeah. literally yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like literally this time yesterday, but so amazing. Anyway, yeah, for people who haven't seen it, definitely go watch it. It is the most incredible movie and it deserved all of its awards. Okay, let's talk about famous role models. Do you have one for starters? I actually have multiple because oh, okay. I take I take different things from different yeah. people. Um, like it's really hard for me to choose one because, for example, like if I if I look at someone whose creativity I adore, I would say Taylor Swift. She's so creative. Yeah. But if I want to look at someone who's passionate about learning and sharing and vulnerable, I'll talk about Brene Brown. Okay. You know, like, yeah, if I talk, if I want to talk about someone who's like so passionate about education mm. and, and, you know, sacrifice herself for others, I'll talk about Malala. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, you know, like different, different people models, bring me different yeah. things. I don't have one role model anymore because maybe in the past I did, you know, like maybe in the past. I just I was just like really into something and I'm just like, yeah, that's my role model. But, you know, like the past few years as I've grown, I just realized that I take different things from different yeah. people. So I have multiple of I them. Love. Yeah, oh, that's okay. Okay. Podcasts. Yeah. Are you a podcast person? Besides the fact that you host like three. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be. I used yeah. to be actually. I used to be a massive podcast yeah. fan. I used to listen to all these different shows. Um, I, at the moment, don't listen to that many podcasts, yeah. but I would say the most recent ones that I've been listening to, um, first one is On Purpose by Jay Shetty because he has amazing guests on the show. And yeah, I just really love the interaction between him and the guest. And it's just really like the insights that they bring out. And then the other podcast uh, is from my fam favorite YouTuber, uh, Rowena Sai. It's called Voice Hubs. Oh, Hubs. I love Rowena. Um, yeah, so I love great. Rowena. She's like my girl. Yeah. yeah, and my my some of my friends are like you look like Rowena sometimes <laughs> with your expressions and stuff. I'm like maybe I've been watching her too yeah. much. Come on. Uh, but yeah, I really love Voice Hacks podcast. I, I love how she talks to her friends about things and just it's really structured in the way that they think. Yeah. And I just really adore that because I'm like you know I'm I'm very big on that. Like I I need to work on myself further, and I feel like that podcast is basically. Like big sister telling you, sharing the experiences with you. Yeah. And I think I, I love that. Like I love scientific things that I'm learning from hosting the shows that I'm mm -hmm. hosting and listening to your guys' yeah. podcast. But at the same time, I like I like storytelling, as I told you. So I really like listening to stories, experiences, and just having someone who could be your friend outside of your circle. You know, that's pretty yeah. cool. That's how I feel when I listen to the podcast. Oh, cool. I didn't even know Rowena had a podcast. She actually she actually turns her YouTube video into a podcast oh, as well. Cool. But uh, yeah, so Voice Hacks is her podcast with her friend Vivian. But uh, I think if you go to her socials, you'll see a link to her, her own podcast oh, okay. based on her YouTube yeah. channel. So that's that's also interesting. If you don't want to watch her video, you can listen to what she talks about. Because I, I mean, all the videos are like that. It's, they're basically podcasts with yeah. visuals. <laughs> yeah oh, okay cool oh awesome i'm yeah. definitely gonna have to listen to it okay let's talk about courses and of course you have what is a course you have completed well 
many <laughs> at this point, yeah. I would say. <laughs> anyone, anyone should say that, to be honest. Um, I think I would say at the moment, I like to I like to see things the way that they are structured. So I turn books into courses sometimes oh. because, you know, books sometimes would have prompts for you yeah. to do. Right. So um, I would say if it's a if it's a proper course course, um, probably the emotions course that we've been developing at yeah. LMSL. But if anyone wants recommendation for something else, I would say um, it's it's not a book per se, it's a journal. So this uh, this journal was developed by uh, one of my best friends on the mm-hmm. planet, Anna, and her friend um, Kat. So it's called Meant to Be yeah. Journal, and it has uh, different stories from different people and prompts for you to figure out what you're meant oh, to do in okay. life, and basically just you know to f- find your why. Um, and I think a lot of a lot of journals and a lot of books talk about this, but the way that they feature mm. female artists only um, is just. That beautiful yeah. like beautifully done and I got featured as well oh so I was like I felt yeah I felt like That's so I cool. mean this was like years ago this is about two years ago already oh like it was it's really cool but I felt like like you know imposter syndrome <laughs> am I an artist not really but you know like if you want to feature we go that's for it so cool Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Totally. Yeah, I feel like that's a course for yeah. me because I can just like you know open different pages each week and then that. just work on my myself yeah. because I feel like that's what we as humans always need to work on you know no matter what you choose to learn at university you're going to be the one with yourself to the end yeah. of the day so you need to learn about yourself and you need to manage yourself better that's what I truly believe yeah. in I love it yeah. so great well thank you so much for answering all those questions so as I already no mentioned problem. today we are talking about self-discipline and how it's connected to our personal productivity. So for our listeners, Lou, how would you define personal productivity? Personal productivity, mm, um, really great concept. I'm actually a big fan of this show because personal productivity for me, you know, like to me is like how you're managing your activities in your daily lives and how you're making the most of your time um, but also finding a balance because I think a, a lot of the times now, nowadays we have this weird, like this weird concept or this weird notion going around where you have to do more. Mm. Yeah. I don't think that's the case. Like I don't want to do more. I essentially want to do less, but have more out of the fewer things that yes. I do. If yeah, that makes no. sense. So that's how I would define personal productivity. Like it's not about doing a million things, but it's about doing let's just say five things in a day productively. And so you get them done, you feel happy, you feel grounded and you find balance yeah. in life. Like that's how I would see it. I like it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think, yeah, especially with hustle culture and all that kind of stuff, it can be really hard to like sort of give yourself the credit to step back and be like, oh, okay, I need, I should probably let this go or, you know, not be doing so much. And I think we're both really bad, particularly you. <laughs> I'm really bad at doing that. Um, uh, yeah, because it's hard really bad. because there is that pressure. Learn, yeah. You know, you see everyone yeah. else or apparently everyone else is doing more and you feel like you have to do more. But in essence, I know from what I've learned, from this show um, is that productivity can also be doing things that are just for you to take care of yourself that 
you know, okay. don't relate to hustle culture or the grind or like working um, for some financial benefit. Like taking care of yourself is also productive. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah, and it's such a big part of it. Yeah. So what yeah. do you think people get wrong when it comes to productivity? We kind of touched on hustle culture. So I feel like that kind of yeah. answers that question. But is there anything that you want to add yeah. to that? I think when it comes to productivity, definitely the the hustle culture aspect of it is is wrong um, because we are so used to that yep. nowadays. Like everyone's like, let's do more. Like this is what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. I think I mentioned at one point um, on, I don't know, in, in a conversation that we had um, at the office, at the studio, or this was on a podcast, but I had a friend who's super productive on social media. Looks like she's doing so much. Uh, and, and what she did not tell anyone was the fact that she broke down and mm-hmm. got sent to, to the emergency oh room because she was completely exhausted and burnt out. Wow. And I think she spent a couple of days at the hospital. She came back, she did the same thing again, so got sent back to the hospital again. And I feel like that is like one example of how raw this is yep. going because I don't think we should encourage people to do more. Mm. I think we should encourage people to do things that matter to them yep. more rather than do I more agree. things in general. Like if I want to hang out with my friends, I would essentially space that out. So I also have alone time and downtime to actually do my self-reflection. Mm-hmm. If if someone is like, oh, you need to go out more, like you need to do more stuff. Um, like, you know, this week there's so much happening. Like, why aren't you doing anything? I would challenge that. So that's kind of like a misconception that a lot of people have. Like, oh, like if things are happening, you have to follow yeah, it. Exactly. So that's like the second misconception. It's not the hustle culture per se, but it's like the FOMO side of thing. Like, you know, if you want to be productive in life, like you need to catch up with all this stuff that's happening around you. Well, let me tell you, let me break it to you. <laughs> it's going to yeah. come back, you know? Yeah. This exhibition that's here right now, it'll probably come back next year. Yeah. If you don't, you don't catch it this time, it'll come back. Uh, this hike that you really want to go on this weekend, but you're not feeling well. Well, you can always go next. Yeah, it weekend. will still be there. Yeah, there's not going to go anywhere. Like, uh, but things that matter to you might not stay there forever. Yeah, exactly. For example, quality time with your family. You don't know how long you're going to have with your family ever. Yeah. Never take that for granted. And so, you know that that's what matters. Like, you don't have to chase anything anybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and doing more doesn't mean that you're more productive than others because, you know, if you're maintaining that quality relationship with your family, you're essentially doing more for yourself and your relationships and your soul. So I think it's really up to you to define what matters yeah, and then define productivity from there rather than the other way yeah, around. Yeah, I like that. That's really good. Yeah, sure. I think it's really important. And especially what you said about not doing more, but doing less but the things that you do actually matter to you and like actually uh, something that you're passionate about, something that is important to you, something that resonates with you. And I think that's like a massive thing that I feel like we're finally sort of people are kind of taking it on board a little bit more in terms of be like, oh, you know, I'm doing all this stuff, but like really I only enjoy like this much of it. 
and just like yeah. coming back to it yeah. and just sort of being like, what are yeah. my passions? What do I love? And yeah. I feel like especially post-COVID, yeah. you know, we saw that massive like quiet, you know, epidemic where people just yeah. start quitting their jobs and stuff because people realized they were like, I don't have to do this. Like if, you know, <laughs> if you're in a privileged position where you can choose your job and like sort of pick and stuff, then like, a lot of people were just like, I'm not passionate about this. It doesn't align with my morals. It's not something that I love doing. I'm not going to do it. And I think that's totally fair. Yeah. And, you know, like a question that I, I learned from someone, uh, I think one of my ex-colleagues actually, is to ask yourself when in doubt to do debunk that misconception. Really simple. Is this substance or is it time pass? Just ask Ooh, yourself that. Good question. I like yeah. It. If it's substance, yeah. do it. If it's time pass, yeah. maybe no. 100%. So on that note, uh-huh. let's go to self-discipline because this is something we uh-huh. hear about a lot, especially when you're at uni, like the entire concept of uni is that you make yourself do it <laughs> and like work, you know, you have to choose to do this and you have to choose to be productive in, you know, that um, societal sense of the word. But coming back to it, how would you define self-discipline? Well, I'm no expert, so my definition will be based on personal experience, but I think self-discipline is something that everybody naturally has. Mm. We already have it. It's just a matter of utilizing it. Because think about brushing your teeth in the morning. Everybody does this. I mean, I hope so. (laughs) Yeah, we hope so. I hope everybody does this first thing in the morning, right? But And that is self-discipline. I mean, it, it can also be a big part of it. It can also be habit as well, because, you know, it's kind of like a combination of different factors in your brain. Like, this is what I'm learning from my shows. But essentially, you have the self-discipline to take care of yourself to a certain aspect. Yeah. Everybody does. And so I think self-discipline, it's as simple as knowing what you need to do for yourself and actually taking the actions because... It matters in the grand scheme of things. Like, yeah. I don't have a scientific um, definition for this one. But to me, self-discipline is so important because the second I fall off the wagon, I'm just like, oh, I'm not going to do this today. That's the end of the yep. story for that day. <laughs> Obviously, I can start again tomorrow and that's OK. But like, I know that the second I say that, I'm allowing myself to be laid back. I'm allowing myself to just, uh, you just, take whatever comes my way rather than being in control of my life so yeah i like it that's how i would define it exactly yeah Yeah. um you know for context me and lou are not experts (laughs) we're not scientists no we have done you know a little bit of research and we're drawing mainly on what we have experienced you know like in our everyday life exactly so exactly why do you think self-discipline is important when it comes to productivity um I think I, I'll borrow some some things from my other shows. I think I believe that Ooh, yes. in the happiness show, we've we've basically touched on this uh, a little bit about like self discipline, yeah. um, and maybe on the well being show as well. But um, in in the context of uh, of life, right? Like we're talking about happiness, well being, productivity. Like these are all different aspects of life. Self discipline is sort of the key for you to get to where you yeah. want to be. Because an example is you could say, "I want to do." this today for my mental health and then you don't do it because you don't feel like it even though you know it's going to be good for you so then when without self-discipline anything about productivity 
would be sort of a bubble that you can burst at any yeah. time because if you're telling if you're saying you're planning all this stuff that you're going to do but you're not actually going to go ahead with the things that you're going to do that's because you don't have self-discipline so i would say it's, it's truly the key like any moment you're like oh i'm doing this just because i'm doing it not really that is self-discipline and, and habit sort of like combined yeah. together and this is what i learned from the happiness and well-being show as well because you know like the habits that you build for yourself really matter and then self-discipline it's it's sort of like the cherry mm -hmm. on top um but it's kind of like yeah the, they they interact so i i think i'm keen to like you know talking about uni maybe do a research mm -hmm. about this i don't know because it's really interesting oh, yeah. but yeah i think it yeah i think it's it's just so important for you to nurture that self-discipline even further because you're, you already have it so you just need to nurture it more yeah. and um just make sure that you when whenever you're doing something or planning anything or wanting to achieve something, um, for example, have more productivity in life, that's why you really need to look at that area because you can plan all these things that you yeah. want to do. But whether you do it or not, that, that's based on self-discipline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's up to you, oh, yeah, really. Totally. No, definitely. So a lot of people believe that willpower, which is the ability to control actions and emotions and one's desires, is the same as being self-disciplined. So according to Mark Manson, this is not true. So Mark Manson is the guy who wrote the book and yeah, we all know who yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all are not giving yeah. a yeah. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> he says that this comes from the idea that we fuse morality with self-discipline, which results in shame so we think that willpower and self-discipline are the same and apparently he says that that comes from that background of you know fusing morality with it and he uses this example of like a taco <laughs> like you want to <laughs> eat the taco and if you're uh -huh. a good person and you have self-discipline you won't eat the taco because you're already you know, you're not hungry or it's not good for you or something like that. But if you don't have self-discipline, then you eat it and then you shame yourself because you're like, oh, I haven't done that. But he says all of this and then he's like, we need to separate morality from self-discipline and it looks very different from willpower. But I want to hear your thoughts in terms of do you think self-discipline can be separated from our concept of like our own morality? Morality or willpower? Morality. Right. I think for me, it would probably, from my perspective, be the same thing. Like it, it should okay. be in a part of our morality yeah. because the, the way that I see this is kind of similar to you practice what you preach. Yeah. I don't know what Mark said. I mean, I understand the taco example, <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, but I don't I don't think it's about um, shaming yourself per se. It's it's more like you have um, your own uh, moral compass and you know what you need to do. You you know the right thing to do. Let's put it this way: if you have a friend who is struggling and uh, they really need to cut down on uh, things like tacos because that's going to affect <laughs> yeah. their health are you going to give them a taco yeah no so then same to yourself right like i think it's it's interesting when we we can separate this but i think we should look at it the same way and this is what i learned from the happiness and well-being mm. show we tend to separate the 
the viewpoint of us looking at others for the, the viewpoint of us looking at ourselves, but it's actually not. Sometimes you treat other people better than you're treating yourself. Oh, yeah, and totally. that's part of your moral yeah. compass. So I think it, it's it part of it for that reason. Because if, if you are really like, if you're showing your moral to the outside world, to other people, you should be able to do the same to yeah. yourself. You know what is good for you. I mean, if you are in um, a bad state of mind and you're just like, you know what? I don't normally do this, but today I would like to indulge on a taco. Yeah. I think that's fine. Yeah. Like if it's if it's once, it's fine, obviously. If it is not once, it is not okay. Yeah. Definitely. Because we can always we can always cut ourselves some slack on certain mm. days. Like um, you know, like this I mean willpower and self discipline, I think they're they're different, like obviously. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, coming to this conversation, it's just kind of like, I wouldn't do that to myself, let's just say, yeah. which is why I'm saying it, it should be the same as, uh, I mean, it should be part of your moral, like basically, that. because you're doing this, you know, you're doing this for yourself, really, you're not yeah. doing this to please anybody else, you're doing this to, to help yourself out and to really, because as I said, at the beginning of the show, remember, you're the only person that's going to be with you oh, till the 100%. end of the day. So... <laughs> Yeah, like if you if you're gonna show that moral, the the moral aspect of it to yourself, yeah. I think it's very important to keep this in mind, because <clears throat> having self discipline is exactly that. Like you're taking care of yourself, you're actually responsible for yourself, and you're taking charge of your life, um, and whatever it is that you're preaching to others, you're actually doing for yourself as yeah. well, because otherwise you're basically running around doing things for others and not really doing that for yourself. It's kind of you're basically a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah give it to us <laughs> like yeah like i i'm trying to i'm trying to do that myself so i'm not saying i'm perfect but this is my personal interpretation of how things have been going on in my life mm -hmm. and we can talk about this a little more when we discuss more about self-discipline but yeah this is just how i see things and i feel like other people might agree or disagree but it's a learning curve you know it's, as we grow in life our opinions might change but this yeah. is not back to my science <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, it's just personal opinion yeah. so yeah it might change yeah i'm keen to hear what the experts might have to say yeah me too because it's really interesting because i never thought about self-discipline and willpower like separately until i was reading like this article by mark and i was just like oh okay i was like i can see yeah i can see I how this reading because it yeah, because you think a lot. Yeah. Like when, when you read something that he writes, you're kind of like, oh, okay, now I really have to think because I didn't think <laughs> yeah. about that before. Like, what's this? Yeah, I follow him on Instagram. Oh, yeah. I was just like, I just, yeah, I just love reading his posts. They're really interesting. Yeah. And yeah, it really got mm -hmm. my cogs going because I was just like, okay, we're separating this and then like morality and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, okay, this is really hard to follow. <laughs> but like I got there eventually. And yeah, I think it's a really yeah. interesting concept in terms of like, separating morality from self-discipline because we do have the idea in our heads that has been built by society in terms of like if I can do this I am a good person and I am not a failure and all that kind of stuff but I feel like there is definitely that morality aspect but I think for me personally it helps to separate them in terms of like just because I didn't do this thing it doesn't make me a bad person that I didn't mm -hmm. do that. Like that's not a personal, yeah. like it's not related to me. I don't know. Like it's kind of like separating yeah, yeah, no, my work and all that kind of stuff yeah. 
from like yeah yeah just me as a human mm-hmm. being but that's how I work yeah. in terms of like compartmentalizing it because that allows yeah. me to sort of disjoint my yeah. failures from my personal <laughs> life and obviously for some people that doesn't work in terms of like yeah that is so like integral and it's so um connected because it is a reflection mm. of who yeah. you are and what you follow like you yeah. said so I think yeah. it's going to be different well, I agree with you I hear you yeah yeah I mean we ha- we're looking at different aspects of yeah. it right uh, but then the other day on my one on one of the episodes on my show just to add context to it one of the guest expert and I were having a conversation and um I don't remember the topic of the he- off the top of my head it'll come back to me but basically I was sharing my struggle with her about me showing up at work versus me showing up in my life. Yeah. And she was saying, well, you're one person. Yeah. You're one person. So you cannot be different people yeah. in different scenarios. You're going to show up the same yeah. way, whether you like it or not, or whether you are aware or not. So this is what I'm saying, like in terms of morality and self-discipline, I would like to see that as one from me, because I feel like if I'm separating them, and I would cut myself way yeah. too much slack and I wouldn't do anything at all, you know, because I had a I had a period like yeah. that. I had a period where I'm just like, this is OK. Like, it's fine. You know, like I've been having a bad day, so I'm just going to do this. Yeah. I didn't do really good things for myself, really. Yeah. So now that I look back on it, I'm like, you know what? I did not have a good day, but I did not have to do what I chose to yeah. do. I could have done something else that I also enjoyed. Yeah. No, definitely. So then, yeah, my my yeah my morality was definitely challenged on that day <laughs> because my self discipline wasn't yeah. there. Uh, but yeah, that's just my personal experience yeah. with it. Okay, so yeah. in further into this article by Mark, I'm really running with this here. I read this and I, it it went forever, and I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna run with this anyway. <laughs> it was a, it was it. an article on his website, and I thought it was really interesting. And he spoke about how okay, so like. There's that whole, there's sort of like, you know, a little framework in terms of you've got willpower and self-discipline and they're both sort of manifested um, with morality and it's all connected. And then when we fail, we get shameful and we shame ourselves because we connect our morality with our self-discipline. Anyway, then that shame, when it builds up, it leads to overindulgence and we cave. And we just like, okay, fine, can't do this anymore. (laughs) And you just like, you just cave, you know, you eat all the chocolate in your fridge at three o'clock in the morning. You eat the entire bag of chips on the way home on the train. I do that pretty often. Um, (laughs) So a lot of the time this leads to overindulging. And a lot of people talk about this, especially when it comes to like diet culture in terms of, you know, you restrict, 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 and then you cave. And then you eat everything. So why do you think that people overindulge? Like why do you think people do this sort of um, coping where they like, you know, cave and they can't do their self-discipline anymore and then they just Mm. do everything that's probably not good for them? Yeah, well, I mean, I can totally relate to that. I mean, as I said, there was a period before that I did this. I'm not proud of it. But I had to go through it to learn yeah. from it. And I think um, overindulgence is a coping mechanism when it comes to difficulties and challenges in life. This could mean small things like you're having a tough day at uni or you're having a tough day at work and you just want to have something sweet. 
because you know the sugar really helped <laughs> me yesterday <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i mean i've been talking to my friend who um she's like a little sister to me she just started going to uni and uh, every single day she'd be like so which sweet are we gonna have today and i'm like okay <laughs> um, yeah but i understand yeah. i understand i would be the same you know had i been in her shoes i'd be the same so when i think about that it's just it's just like a i think it's like a habit kind of thing like and this goes back to like i'm just taking stuff from the happiness show when you're building habits, there might be uh, instances where you build habits without knowing that you're yeah. doing that. And this is one of those overindulgence. So let's just say, as I mentioned before, if I indulge myself on uh, this one occasion, just once, and then I go back to what I normally do, that's fine. But if I am having a tough day today and I'm like, okay, it's been a tough day. Let me just have my chocolate. Yep right and then tomorrow same thing happens another tough day at the office or something like that or something happens in my life i'm like okay another tough day yeah it's two two days in a row already so i should i should just indulge myself and that keep repeating and repeating to a point where you're so used to it that without it you're kind of like an addict to a, (laughs) a certain extent to a certain extent not the exact same way but very mm. similar because you would start to crave it. You won't be able to do anything without it. I know this from yeah. experience because that happened to me. Like there was a period when I, I don't remember exactly what happened, to be honest, but it was actually a really bad mental health period. And I would just go out and have sweets every day. It was not healthy. I was breaking out really bad. And like, you know, like I was just like constantly struggling with managing my skin. It was just like, I just kept, reading and trying to figure out why i knew why i knew why because it was sugar but i just could not stop myself so i think similar to me a lot of other people might go through similar situations where they they cannot find any healthy coping mechanism and they turn to unhealthy coping mechanism and then they start to overindulge Mm. this could be anything it doesn't have to be food by the way no it could be anything yeah it could be anything yeah and um yeah if if anyone can relate to this um, they might find examples within themselves because they were like, oh, like, yeah, I don't eat sweet. Okay, but what else are you doing? That might not be super healthy. Are you scrolling every day? Yeah, I'm like a, I'm a binge TV show person when it comes to like overindulging. Yes, and I literally experienced this like just last week because it's second week of uni. Well, now it's the third week. <laughs> but last week it was second <laughs> week of uni. And I was doing really well. And then this is kind of TMI, but on the Wednesday I got my period and I was and I have like I get really bad cramps I'm currently in the process of fingers crossed well not fingers crossed but possibly being diagnosed with endometriosis um but anyway I get really bad cramps and so on the Wednesday I was like I'm gonna take care of myself and just like lay here in my little snuggly (laughs) bed well you know I wasn't really doing this voluntarily I like couldn't stand up but anyway so I took that day to relax and I felt okay about it because I knew that I had been really self-disciplined the week before and I'd done all my uni work. I was up to date. I felt fine. I'd had work the day before. I was like, I'm good to go. I was like, I am okay to take this day. And it felt good for myself to actually do it without guilt. It was a very big step for me. Anyway, nah. 
But then the next day comes and I'm still in a little bit of pain and I'm kind of chilling and I'm like, all right, I'm going to just sort of like relax and just not do too much, but just little things. Anyway, and then I ended up not doing anything. And then on the Friday, I was like, oh, this is really nice. <laughs> and I didn't do anything. And I literally yeah. got all the way to like Monday, which was yesterday. I got all the way to Monday and I hadn't done anything. I hadn't cleaned my room, hadn't done any laundry, hadn't gone food shopping. I didn't go to church. I didn't go to uni. I hadn't studied. I like did a little bit of work. But like that was it. Like, and I just, I just, I just gone down this hole where I was just like, yeah, feeding. And I was just like, this is bad because if I don't, if I don't pick this back up again now, like if I don't push myself and give myself that self-discipline and just make myself sit down and just like, be like, okay, you need to do this and you need to do this for yourself. And I think that was the yeah. big, I think that was the thing that like changed my mindset and actually pushed me to go back to uni and do some study and get on top of everything was I was like, okay, this feels great right now. <laughs> but in two, three weeks time, when you've just wasted like a whole week, not doing anything when you could have yeah. been doing something like for the first day. Yep. That was totally warranted. You like, you gave yourself, yeah, you cut totally. yourself some slack. Cause I was in pain. Mm-hmm. But then like the following, you know, four or five days, I was like, this is bad. And I think that was what changed my mindset in terms of like, okay, I am overindulging. But if I give myself self, like if I give myself the self-discipline to actually go back to doing this, then I'm going to be happier in the future because I will have done this now and I'm not going to be so overwhelmed then even though like presently I don't want to do it and it doesn't feel great I kind of had to switch that mindset in terms of being like okay if I do this for future me then like she's going to be more organized she's going to be happier she's going to feel like she's more on top of things and like that that is my only aim for this semester so I was (laughs) like I have to do it and yeah so overindulging for me is just like lying around and watching tv because unfortunately i like don't have chocolate on hand a lot of the time (laughs) it's a good thing um but then i just lie there and just watch movies and tv shows until yeah and i don't even feel good when i'm doing it like that's the thing it's like i don't feel good but it's not like it's not a healthy coping mechanism but i've just yeah learned to go back to it when i just don't feel like anything yeah i mean i hear you you know it happens and um speaking of future self i did uh, an episode on this actually for the happiness show and the the guest challenged that thought by by us actually asking your one self yeah this is your current and future self at the same time because you know it's, it's a few seconds apart but what you're doing now affect um, your future self, obviously. So work on your present self and focus yeah. on that. Obviously, I, I really love your thinking about your future self and like, you know, think <laughs> about the things that she would be feeling yeah. and how she would, you know, be carrying herself and things like that. Uh, but in a way, that's kind of like you living for the future. Yeah. So you not you might not necessarily enjoy what you're doing mm-hmm. now. So I think it's it's important to go back to that concept that we just talked about, right? Just 
really reminding ourselves that we're doing this for ourselves. Yeah. Just like you would do something for other people. Let's just say if someone needs help, you know, maybe some are more um, inclined to help than others. But, you know, normally if you need, if you see someone in need, you would help them, mm. right? Yeah, totally. Um, and if you, if you see like a, like a dirty space and you need to sit down, you would clean it first. Yeah. So think about that as your I life. Like, like if, if your life is yeah. messy right now and you really need to settle into yeah. it, then you need to clean yeah. it up, right? And that's how I see my life as well. Because like, uh, so funny, yesterday my friend came over and he was like, why is it so clean in here? I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> and he was like, no, no, not that it was not clean before. It looks cleaner today. And I'm like, it was the same. You know, I just keep cleaning. Just keep it clean. It's yeah. just move some stuff. Yeah, I just move some stuff around and just like, you know, put rubbish <laughs> yeah. away. It does. It's not that different. Um, but, you know, like it's it, it makes a difference to people, which is interesting, right? It's not a big yeah. deal. It makes but yeah, difference. like that, that was interesting to me because because then it was like a, a, a reminder to me as well. Like I need to keep my space clean because I'm going to be healthier and yeah. happier. Like I, I'll do that now rather than, you know, like wait for me to feel yeah. like it to do it. And, you know, like ever since I, I started thinking that way, I just automatically clean when I have the free time. Mm -hmm. I like put on music and just like, cleaning. you know, sing and clean. Yeah. yeah. But then I fell off that wagon yeah. a while ago. It was really yeah, hard. It's hard to you know, speaking of self-discipline. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard, especially when you're feeling funky. You don't feel like doing anything. You're tired. You're sick. The last thing you want to do is to vacuum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 100%. Simple as that. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, so we've talked about overindulging and it's sort of, it's an unhealthy coping mechanism. But self-discipline can be manifested through creating positive reinforcement and having those healthy coping mechanisms. But for people who struggle with perfectionism, this is like, this is very difficult because working on something and sort of allowing yourself to make small progress and mistakes and stuff, it doesn't work very well. And so when, you know, when you're a perfectionist and you're being self-disciplined and someday you aren't, it's like you're going to beat yourself up and, you know, go back into that terrible circle that we spoke about before. So how would you recommend perfectionists integrate positive reinforcement in their life to build better self-discipline? Um, well, I mean, for me, I kind of struggle with that as well. I'm a little bit of a perfectionist myself. Mm. So sometimes I wouldn't start doing things just because I, like you said, noticed that it's not going to work the way I want it to work. So why, you know, why yep. work on it? Um, so I have like, for example, I have a passion project that I like to work on. It's just kind of like, you know, like, I'm not going to say what it is, but I have a passion pro project that I'm, I've been working on. And sometimes I would be like, oh, just not gonna get into that because it's not gonna be the perfect product yeah. but i can tell you on the rare occasions that i actually sit down and work on it i made progress and i feel great yeah and i felt like doing more the next day and the next day and i feel like that's what we can start to do by just getting started yeah you know set set aside some time even if you're not going to achieve anything that's fine but at least you're making progress yeah and drafting something so you can actually see what it looks like because nothing looks perfect from the first try mm. if you're not going to keep trying it's never going to look like anything yeah. at all think like for example uh, uh, cooking <laughs> very simple yeah. right like if you're like oh i'm not really good at cooking i'm not gonna cook because you know like too much hustle and i don't think it's going to be good anyway yeah. you stop and you don't ever cook but if you experiment 
right? You buy all these simple ingredients, you experiment. The first try might be terrible, not gonna lie. You might burn some stuff and that's okay. But then the next one, next try, you know that you need to, you know, maybe lower the heat or really watch the food when it's being <laughs> cooked and it's not yeah. gonna burn. Yeah, I don't know. But this is this helped because like previously I was like, oh, I really don't want to cook this because I don't know if it's going to be yeah. perfect. But then I just started to run with it, make some yeah. mistakes and and go ahead. And that really helped because I'm still a perfectionist in a lot of different areas in life. But in certain aspects like cooking <laughs> or working on my passion project, now I'm, a, I'm better yeah. at it. Um, and, and I started to just like finalize little products here and there that aren't perfect. But I know that the, the progress and one day I might look back on them and laugh or I might celebrate them because they they show the steps that I was yep. making and it's yeah if, if I'm not gonna start today I'll never start yeah that's what I exactly. tell myself so baby steps like I need to get started so that I will get there and then the self-discipline comes in when when you promise yourself that you're gonna do it that's where it really shines like if you've already made a promise to yourself do it as if you're making a promise to somebody mm. else so Tia, I promise I'll be here by this time to hang out with you. Same yeah. thing. Lou, I'm, I promise you I'm going to be here at this time working on this project. Yeah. I'm going to do that exactly. for myself. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no. Hit the mic. <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah, I think I've struggled with this as well, 100%. Like, I think I have had to unlearn being a perfectionist I think I was definitely a perfectionist in high school you know I got good grades and I was like very very organized and very scheduled um and I was just obsessed with this like planning and just like everything being perfect and I was like it has to be clear it has to be well thought out anyway got to university and then I was just like hit with you know just failure just like things just not being what they were and I was just like this is not working I can't do this like oh I hate this so much but it was just this process where I just had to teach myself that like trying is good enough like just giving it a go and actually yeah. trying like knowing that I tried <laughs> that is yeah. so much more important to me now than like anything having an incredible end result like, I'm like, I want to know that I give it a go. It's really awesome if I get to the end of it. And like, it's amazing. Yeah. It's good. You know, nothing's ever perfect. But I tried and I got there. Um, mm -hmm. But if I know that I'm like, okay, it didn't end that well. But like, at least I gave it a shot. It's like, I'm very proud no. of myself. I gave myself my little participation yeah. award. And I'm like, good job. That's <laughs> good. Like, you actually did yeah. that. And they use this, yeah, you know. Totally. Um, I read this or heard this somewhere. I can't remember who it's from, so apologies. But I remember once hearing about, you know, people who were struggling with fitness and they wanted to start working out, but it's so hard to get started. Like it's so hard to actually just like step out the door or onto your yoga mat and actually do a workout. And this guy he had like a client or a patient or something who was really struggling to try and do physical exercise and his health was at risk. And he said, all I want you to do is just drive to the gym and then just drive home. I don't need you to go inside and run five kilometers or anything. I just want you to drive there, see the gym and then go home. 
And then the next day, I want you to drive there and walk in the door and then go home. <laughs> and so every day, this guy would just take like, and it was very small man time. It was like five minutes. And he would just go to the gym and see the gym and then go home. And then just slowly, like over, you know, a couple weeks, it was just like more things. It's like, I want you to go inside. I want you to go on the treadmill for 10 minutes, just walking and then go home. And so you slowly build up this thing where it's like, you want more. It's like, I'm trying it. And you're like, okay, well, you give yourself your micro goals. And it's yeah. like, as soon as you do that, you get sort of like that rush in your brain where you're like, I did it. <laughs> and your brain's like, we want to do more. And so this guy sort of yeah. got up. And at the end of it, he was like going to the gym, doing full workouts, like, you know, was taking care of himself and his health improved. But it was just that, that small prog- like small progress is still progress. And if you break it down yeah. into like little micro goals, like I stopped writing down, you know, um, complete da 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 da. I now just say, start this I don't give myself unless I'm like on a really tight schedule (laughs) then maybe I'll be like I need you to read 50 pages like today um yeah but on a weekly basis like on a Sunday if I'm scheduling things and I know I'm like oh I need to do this study I'll just say start this and do what you can by the end of the week I expect you to have this finished (laughs) but it's like just start it just give it a go yeah and I exactly. think that has helped like so much because it allows that perfectionism yeah. side of my brain to be slightly satisfied because it's like I did that and perfectly, it, like I started it, yeah. so I fulfilled the requirements. Yeah, yeah. it's very small exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's really, that's really good. Good to hear from your perspective it's really as well. Interesting. Like, I, was, I struggle, I struggle with getting started. Mm. So like, I do actually do the same thing with the gym. Yeah. So my friend and I uh, decided to go to the gym <laughs> together. It's so funny. Uh, the first day, the first uh, first try, it was on a Sunday, mm. and we had no idea that this gym closes at 2 p.m., mm. and we made an appointment to go together from 2 p.m. So we will head there at 2 p.m., <laughs> not arrive at 2 p.m., right? We will head there at 2 p.m., and then when we were closer, we were like, oh, do you know where the entrance is? And I was like, oh, actually, no. I put out my phone to yeah. put it into Google Maps, and it says it's closed. So... We were really close to the gym. Yeah. We didn't look at the gym, but we turned around and, and went and have desserts. Now, that's the first day. <laughs> the second day, uh, we decided that, okay, this time, let's finish work. And, you know, after work, we'll go and sign yeah. up. So we went. And obviously, after work, we were stopping. So we were waiting to be signed up. And it took so long that by the time that we finished signing up, it was like dinner oh. time, like 7 p.m. properly. So we were so like, hungry. okay. Let's just go eat because you can start the gym later. Yeah. Like the official membership can start on another yeah. day. It doesn't have to be today. So we finished signing up. That was an achievement that we went to eat dinner. And then the next day we actually came to start working yeah. out. So it's a gradual yeah. process, you just like what you were talking about. So like, I found it so interesting. <laughs> like We literally did that. It helped. Yeah. So if anyone is struggling with any kind of yeah perfectionism and um, not having self, that self-discipline, I would say you have it already. Mm. Totally. It's just a matter of like making baby steps. Like you already have it. Just do what works for you that day. Like if, um, you know, like if eating a salad today is way too much, it's okay. Just eat one yeah. leaf. Like like, a, that's good enough. Just a twig. And tomorrow yeah. two. Yeah. <laughs> just something yeah. green. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. 100%. Yeah, just like breaking it down to micro goals so that that little perfectionism yeah. part of your brain is satisfied and then eventually it will yeah. just kind of, you know, fade away and then you can just do things and try things on the fly and it's so much fun. Yeah. Anyway, all yeah, right. Totally. Okay, so now that we've done all the interview questions, I want to ask you a practice that you do yourself to maintain your self-discipline. Uh, I love that question because as I said to you earlier, I'm very consistent in this regard. Like I think that we are doing things for ourselves, right? So whenever I'm not in the mood to do something, I'll, I'll ask myself, who am I doing this for? And yeah. why am I doing this? That's not, that's not like my magic yeah. question. Who am I doing this for? I'm doing this for myself. I always preach that my, like I'm the most important person to myself. So I need to practice what I preach and actually do the things that I promised myself to do. Yeah. For example, if today my friend and I said we would go to the gym and my friend canceled, I would feel the urge to cancel as well. Yeah. Because we were, you know, we're gym buddies, yeah. right? But then that question in my, my mind will go, who are you doing mm. this for? And why are you doing this? Oh, well, I'm doing this for me because I want to get stronger. So then the self-discipline just automatically turns out, yep. okay, let's go. Yeah, exactly. I don't really need anyone to drag me out, right? I can do that. I know I can do that. I always have the choice um, to just indulge myself, just leave some more and just not go to the gym to face that yeah. tough workout and, you know, all this sweat and things that, you know, are gross. <laughs> or I could just go. Yeah. Or I could just go. I have okay. the choice. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's what I would normally do. When in doubt, just ask yourself, who are you doing this for yep. and why? Exactly. Backup future. I love that. Okay. Do you face any challenges when you do this practice? Uh, well, I would say the first challenge is you just don't want to ask yourself that question because you just want yep. to say no. <laughs> yeah. Right? So you just you just want to say no. You no reasons. Like I don't want I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear what reasons you have to say. I just don't want to do it today because I don't feel like it. So it's really easy to fall into that trap. But I know for a fact that when I do this, my whole existence will It'll feel be so much better. Yeah. yeah. Like it could be anything to anyone, right? To me, I need to go to the gym. I need to meditate. I need to journal. I need to read. Like these four things in a day make me feel like I'm actually living and not just surviving and existing. Yeah. So that to me is very important. And uh, the second challenge I would say is when you ask yourself this question, you might twist the words yourself. Ah, okay. Like you might, you might, you might say, oh, you know what? I'm actually just doing this with my friend. Like I don't have to work out. True. Very yeah. dangerous, right? <laughs> so yeah, when, when you ask yourself this question, it's kind of hard as well because you're also giving yourself the room to wiggle out of it. Yeah. So one thing I would recommend is if you're afraid that asking yourself the question might not work out, just say it. Say it in as a statement. I'm doing this for myself, so I will go. Yep. 100%. Just like say it aloud, like as silly as it sounds, like speak to yourself in the mirror lovingly, yeah. <laughs> obviously. Don't scare yeah. yourself, but like I'm doing this for myself and for my health, so I'm going to exactly. go. 100%. Yeah, it's very cheesy. It's very cheesy, but it works. Mm. No, yeah, definitely. Uh, 100%. Okay, so um, based on your experience, 
how do you think this impacts your personal productivity? Well, I would say it, it's been helping a lot because as I mentioned earlier, my personal productivity is doing more of the things that matter to me, yeah. right? So when I ask myself this question or when I say these statements to myself, I actually get productive doing things that matter. I focus more on the substance rather than the time pass, yeah. basically. Uh, yeah. I like that. Yeah, definitely. You need to think more, definitely more about the substance. Very, very important. Um, okay, great. And would you recommend this practice to everyone? Absolutely. <laughs> Anyone and everyone. So great. I love it. Okay, <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, I think it's a very big question to ask yourself. And I think, yeah, you're not always going to love the answer because it's not what you feel like. But I even thought about this like yesterday, like I was packing um, my bag to take to the gym because I've gotten into this habit of just like, it's really actually annoying. But I don't mind because it's not heavy. But I carry my gym stuff with me like everywhere because I go to the gym in the evening and I don't drive. So I, if I'm going out that day and I'm, I'm like, oh, I want to go to the gym later, I have to carry my gym stuff with me like all day, <laughs> which is fine if I'm like coming to work and I can just sort of shove it in the corner. But it's good because it stops me from like going home and then being like, oh, I don't really feel like it. I'm not going to go because I yeah. like have to go home and get my stuff and then go back to the gym where I'm like, if I've got all my stuff and I pass the gym when I go home. So I'm like, if I've got all my stuff, I have to go because otherwise I feel guilty. And I also get annoyed because I'm like, well, I wasted time packing my stuff. 100%. And like, I'm disappointed in yeah. myself. So it's a very big like, yeah. self-discipline. And then I ask myself, you know, like, who am I doing this for? Especially when I'm packing myself. I'm like, who are you doing this for? Because I'll be like, oh, I don't really feel like it. And I'm like, well, nothing bad is going to happen if you work out. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> you're gonna have my yeah, energy your body's gonna good like one, it one. like you might be a little sweaty yeah. but you take a shower and then like if i so nothing bad is gonna happen if you go work out like it's okay <laughs> it helps totally. it helps very good question to ask. Agree more. yeah exactly. there you go there you go okay so let's you're doing that already hmm? sorry you're doing that already great <laughs> yeah exactly okay so open mic this is the part of the show um, where the guests gets to talk about anything that they want to, anything that they're passionate about. Mm. It doesn't have to be related to productivity, but it can be. So, mm. Lou, what did you want to talk about? Uh, well, I think um, I, I, I have so many things on my mind, really, nowadays. Um, but I think um, it would be good to talk about something different. Okay. So. Not super related to productivity. Yep. Actually, it might. It might be related to my definition of personal productivity. You know, do more of the things that matter to you. So this is a bit more than that. This is more like on the social context of people thinking that you need to do certain things at a certain time in life. Ah. And I've been struggling with yeah. this, right? I don't know if this can be categorized as part of personal productivity. It might be more um, because in life, right? I'm approaching my 30s. I'm not coupled up. I'm, I don't own a house. I don't own a car and so on. That might look like I'm not productive mm. in life to society, yeah. but I would like to challenge yes. that because I think we're so much more than what other people think we're supposed yeah. to have. And I think like I've been struggling with this because 
when I visited my family last year, a lot of people are like, oh, who are you dating? Mm, when are you getting married? Yep. <laughs> Where are the kids? When are they coming? First of all, I don't like no. it. Um, second of all, that's my yeah. choice. My body, my choice. But when I really think about the situation, it's beyond that because it's a societal pressure and it's a systemic problem because a lot of people still go around thinking that, oh, like this is the age you're going to get married. Well, a lot of people don't get married until much yeah, later in life really and they feel like they know that. who they are. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't choose that. And I think this is important for me to point out, like if there are parents here listening yeah. to this, it might be a good time to stop asking your kid when they are going to oh, couple please. up and when they're going to yeah, get married. Please stop asking us that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First of all, stop asking. And second of all, stop nudging. Yeah. Because my mom, I know she loves me, but she's just kind of putting pressure on me. And she's like, I'm waiting for you to date yeah. someone. I'm like, why? What are you getting out of it? <laughs> I'm happy yeah. as I am. Like, why do I need another person? And she's like, oh, I have someone to share things with. I'm like, but I have cats. Mm. I have pets. I can share things with I my cats. I have friends who are amazing yeah. and I share everything with yeah. them because they understand mm. me. And I feel safe. You know, like I feel like when I am ready, things might change. But at the moment, I don't feel like I need it and or I'm ready for oh, it. Oh, yeah. I concur 100%. I'm really sick of being yeah. asked that question. I'm only 23, but I have like heaps of friends who are just like I have friends who are getting married. Like I've got a friend who's getting married in July and I have friends who are already married I have friends who have babies and it's insane and I like live in a share that house with three boys and I don't have a boyfriend <laughs> I am like changing jobs and really I, don't, I have no money <laughs> yeah it's not yeah. right it's not like that you have multiple people you can well, count yeah, on and exactly. you can build deeper relationships with your friends yeah. and it's a time for exploration and I think I did not talk about this earlier, but since we're here in, on this topic, I'll throw in another yeah. book for anyone who would like to read. It's called The Defining Decade by Meg Jay. It's about your 20s. Ah, I've heard so about this. Yeah. It's an incredible book. I'm going to read it again, actually, because I feel like, again, talking about productivity, it's not about reading more books. Yeah. It's about reading books more productively. So I want to reread the book until I've learned the yeah. lesson. So I'm going to read that book again. Because I really love how she is telling you to like, discover yourself in your yeah, 20s. Definitely. And I feel like that's, you know, it's it's perfect. No matter where you are in your 20s, like you're in your early 20s. I'm in my late 20s. That's fine. We can still explore ourselves mm. and to know ourselves because we're setting ourselves up for a whole lifetime ahead of things that are going to be, you know, based on things foundational in our yeah. 20s. So our career, our relationships, friendships. You know, all that sort of stuff. So I think this is the time to really encourage everyone to get to know themselves oh, better yeah. in their totally. 20s. It is not the time to encourage people to date people in their 20s if no. they don't have anyone, if they don't yeah. like anyone, and if they're not ready. Yeah. Like, I don't like anybody no, right now. And if I just follow the societal pressure to go date someone, what would end up happen if I came? Yeah. This is self-discipline, like right? What if, I, what if mm. I came? Yeah, well, I'm probably just going to date someone that I'm gonna, I'll regret yeah. dating. It will be, again, not substance. It will be time mm. pass. Yes. Nail on the head there. There you 100%. go. 100%. There yeah. you go. Yeah, so that's my open mic. I like it. No, definitely, yeah. I think your Thanks. 20s are your time where you need... You're learning so much about yourself. Like, you change, like, so much. Like, you at 23 
is not the you like today and me at 23 no. is not the me when I turned 20 like or is not the me when yeah. I was 18 it's not even the me like 10 months ago like it's different yeah and it's and yeah. you're changing and like I think it is a time yeah where you like you are not defined by society's perception of your achievements like that is not who you are like you are not defined by your relationships or your house or whatever it is like you're defined by how you want to be and like who you are and like what you reflect and all that kind of stuff so yeah it's your 20s go have fun go explore yourself absolutely go just enjoy everything because you're only in your 20s once and then that's it. Yeah. You totally. have the rest of your life totally. to be boring and settle down. And do all you have your whole life your ahead whole... of you to, to, yeah. Yeah. You have your whole life ahead of you to date people. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Now just know yourself first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. That, that'd Learn be great. Know yourself first. And then you will, if yeah. you want to in the future, then you will date someone who yeah. you actually like. Or, you know, if you're learning about yourself and you find someone along the way, perfect. Exactly. But just don't rush into anything because everybody else is, doing that i did that in the past actually when i was like a kid it was really funny because like everyone in my middle school was dating someone (laughs) so i just grabbed the next the boy next to me like do you want to (laughs) do yeah (laughs) oh yeah everyone yeah that That was terrible that was terrible terrible. and i but i learned from it so much and never did that again since totally the relationship lasted for 30 days thank you very much (laughs) (laughs) i think so or 90 i don't remember that's longer than most of mine that's good again I don't know, man. Like, it's been a long yeah. time. Oh, really. yeah. No, I don't think I've ever got on a date for, like, three years, I think. And that's okay. No, and I'm happy you with it. You go on girls' nights, like, right? I am yeah, exactly. It's no drama. Like, yeah. I like being with yeah. just me and my friends. And I'm like, this is good. This yeah. is what I want. This no. is my goals right now. I know, right? And that's it. I know, right? And that might change. Yeah. And that's okay. Same. Yeah, awesome. same. Okay. Love well, it. yeah, for anyone in their 20s, go out. Have some fun. Do what ever you want to do and to the parents please do not ask a child <laughs> because and i just and and a final note i would just like to point out that all these like goals and stuff like all this stuff that people say that you have to have by this certain time a lot of those things you don't like you can't actively go out there and like cultivate them that much like there is a certain aspect and certain parts of things that will only occur naturally. Like having mm. a baby, you need to have a man for that. And even then, uh-huh. there's so many things that could not work there. Yeah. And if you want to get exactly. married, you have to have like a person for that. Sorry, I shouldn't say man. And mm. it's just like you have to have a person for that that you want to marry. Like and that exactly. actually wants exactly. to marry you as well. Just don't grab the boy next to you and be like, "Hey, yeah, do you want to no, get married and pop out babies?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That. That's the worst. Yeah. It's the worst. And if you want, like, you know, and everyone's like, "Go oh, buy a house," it's like, well, now maybe isn't a good time to buy a house. But I want to travel. Yes, I don't want to buy a house. And what about exactly. that? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Anyway, all right. <laughs> we could go on about this forever. But that brings <laughs> yeah, us I know. to the end of today's podcast. So thank you so much, Perfect. Lou, for being here. It's been such a pleasure. But yeah, thanks, Tia. It's so, so fun. It it's always fun talking yeah, to you guys. It is really fun. Yeah. So for those who want yeah. to find out. This is your last one, right? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Well, I mean, again, instead of talking about me, we should talk about you now because this is your last <laughs> one on the show. I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I know. I wasn't sure. I was like, do I bring it up or do I? <laughs> well, I think I think you should say goodbye to to yeah, our audience, true. you know, because it's your it last is. one. Yes, this is my last show um, for the Personal Productivity Podcast. So, thank you so much, everyone who's been listening. Um, to anyone who has yeah watched our videos or listened to our podcast or anything like that, thank you so much. This job has been such an incredible experience, and I'm just so grateful to our entire team. Massive shout out to everybody behind the scenes. Like all you do see my face but there is a like there is lots 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 of people behind me who make the questions who invite the guests on the show who organize the camera sound and set up and edit the video afterwards so you can cut out all the sounds of me swallowing water and all <laughs> coughing and <laughs> all that kind of stuff so um thank you to our team and to all the other hosts and to Lou who has made my life in this job so much easier. So very grateful to nah. you. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm really sad Thanks. to be leaving, but excited for yeah. what's coming next. And yeah, yeah hopefully yeah, it, it's all going to it's all gonna work out. It's all going to be great. It, it will. It's it going to be great. But I love It'll this be show great. and I'm very sad to yeah. be going. Um, but we have other shows. <laughs> I'm going to take this moment. The show will go yeah, on. The, the most important thing is the show yeah. will go on. You guys are going to yeah, hear you, the You'll host. find a new friend. Yeah, yeah going to be gonna, the other yeah, host. Gonna, There will be yeah. Gabriella on here and you'll have Dina and other people who are going to take this over for a while until we find my beautiful replacement. Um, but for now, if you're craving more LMSL content, then you can go and listen to Lou's shows. So Lou, do you want to <laughs> plug your own shows now? <laughs> Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, f well, for anyone who would like to connect, I'm on LinkedIn as Alumu, and I am also hosting two shows for LMSL. Um, one is Sarah Boost, uh, that's for the Happiness Science Insights podcast, and Doing Well, the Wellbeing Science Insights podcast. Um, I'm still learning about these things myself, so no expert, but there are a lot of amazing yeah. experts on there, and we just talk about life, and I just love, I just love, love life. That. So, yeah, tune in to find yes. out more about our love for life and thank you for having yeah, me thank you so much for being here to anyone listening don't forget to like and subscribe on whatever platform you're on and oh, i will not see you next week but somebody else will thanks guys bye you have been listening to work in progress the personal productivity science insights podcast produced by the life management science labs Listen to episodes from LMSL's 10 Life Management Perspectives on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or other podcasting apps on your smartphone. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating our show, sharing it, and subscribing to our channel as it helps others find us and us grow to bring you more quality resources. More of our work can be found on our website at pp.lmsl.net where you can join our movement. I'm Tia Hama. Thanks for tuning in.